We're in the middle of a four-part series dedicated to exercising. In week one, we discussed why we should exercise, how it improves our physical and emotional health, and what to do in the pre-workout phase, or the warm-up. Last week, we talked about the workout phase, how much to exercise, should you change up your routine, should you exercise when you're sick, and where to get help with your exercise routine options. This week, we'll get answers to what is caffeine? Where does it come from? How does it affect the body? Is it okay to use caffeine with exercise? And what are caffeine alternatives? Caffeine is a natural stimulant, most commonly found in tea, coffee, and cacao plants. It works by stimulating the brain and central nervous system. We need it. We wake up feeling groggy and need something to wake us up. Often it's a cup of coffee, or two, or three, but who's counting? We know a couple more hours of sleep would really help us to feel refreshed, but sometimes we just don't have that extra time, so we reach for another cup, or a chocolate bar, or a cup of tea. Feeling tired does not feel good, and we need a quick fix. The problem is when we start to rely on the coffee instead of taking care of ourselves. The more tired we get, the more caffeine we need, the worse our food choices become, and the more irritable we get from it all. It's a vicious cycle, but it's one that can be broken. The goal is to balance health and wellness by getting enough sleep, eating nutritiously, and cutting out junk and chemicals in our food so that we can wake up refreshed. Welcome everyone to episode number 15. Today we're gonna be discussing caffeine and the effects it can have on exercise. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Kell. Thank you, Nikki. All right. Today, I wanted to get started with a quote that I really liked. If you are working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. And that's by Steve Jobs, who you know as, as well as I do, that created some massively Extremely amazing stuff. successful businessman. Very successful. It, it's so sad that his life was cut short. Um, but uh, yes, he left quite a legacy on the world. Definitely a doer. Yes. And so today we're going to be talking about caffeine, which can get people going and doing, right? A lot of people, it's their first thing that they touch in the morning. Yes. We kind of, in the last segments we've been going through, we went through the pre-workout and last time the workout, and I... I, uh, we were going to get into the post-workout, and, and we will do that in the next segment. But I, as, as I was thinking about that post-workout, I thought about it. I forgot to talk about caffeine. It's so big in exercise today and taken by so many people in different forms, everything from coffee to power drinks to now they're even making so-called uh, uh, healthy things with it. And so I think people need to really understand uh, caffeine and, and uh, why it really isn't that great for you. Um, the... Uh, um, anyway. I laughed because I was thinking about something back when I was a bevertainer in Las Vegas. I rem- remember like trying to lose weight and I took this supplement that like had caffeine in it and it was not good for you, I don't think, but it like got me going, got me working out. I took it before I worked out. But then I looked at the ingredients after I stopped taking it. I was like, oh, that's crazy. What's in that? <laughs> but caffeine was in it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's been used in diet pills for diet pills. a long time. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So what is caffeine. What is caffeine? Well, you know, I I can't do the definition justice, so I'm just going to read this right here so you can get a basic understanding and then I'll talk about it. It says caffeine is a central nervous system stimulant of the mexyl... uh, You know, even these words sometimes are hard (laughs) to pronounce. Methylhexane (laughs) class. Methylhexane class. I was going to say that. (laughs) It is the world's most widely consumed psychoactive drug. Psycho. Psychoactive. That's why so Keyword, many people psycho. are crazy out there. See, unlike, That's how it makes me. 
Unlike many psychoactive substances, it is legal and unregulated in nearly all parts of the world. Hmm. There are, se- there are, are uh, I can't speak <laughs> There are several, I got to do some of those mouth exercises. There are several known mechanisms of action to explain the effects of caffeine. So we're gonna talk about that today. The, uh, um, but- uh, Central nervous system stimulant. Yes, central nervous so system stimulant. And what else? Well, they uh, um, kind of wanted to cover before I really get into it um, where caffeine comes from. I think people are curious, you know, what yeah, do they really? really manufacture it? it somewhere? Yeah. Actually, actually comes from plants. Uh, comes, what? Yeah. Uh, Natural. A lot of caffeine in the leaves of plants, like tea, you know, Asian teas are, are That's true, have yeah. a lot of caffeine in them. Yeah. Coffee beans, of course, have a lot of caffeine in them. So oh. when they make the pills, they extract it from those sources. And But, you know... Everybody, you know, they're drinking tea someplace in the world or they're drinking coffee, uh, just kind of a typical thing. And, of course, they throw yeah. caffeine into soda drinks and and Where do they the get that caffeine from? And, well, that, that's synthesized from the plants. And oh. it, it, Actually, I, I haven't read anything, but who knows, maybe somebody's manufacturing, in a synthet- manufacturing it in a synthetic form someplace. Yeah. They, uh, uh, but I believe the majority of it is extracted and then put into those drinks. Um, they're even making uh, drinks now for people who exercise, uh, not just the power drinks, but diet drinks and other things. And, and it's getting ridiculous on how much the caffeine is being used. And I thought it important that people understand uh, really what's happening in their body, why it isn't so good for them. And uh, uh, before we move on to the to the post-workout phase. Yeah. Um, but uh, so you kind of know where it comes from. So let's talk about how it affects the body. Well, when it enters the body and the body starts to absorb it and utilize it, it causes vasodilation in the extremities and vasoconstriction in the brain and around the heart. Wait, wait, what does that mean? Dilation versus constriction, sorry. Okay, there's increased blood flow to your extremities, to your to your arms and legs. Okay, um, so we're getting more blood in our arms We're getting and more legs. blood out there, so hence why people think it's beneficial when exercising. Oh, that makes sense. The thing that they're ignoring is it constricts or slows down the blood flow to the brain and the heart. Oh, really? Yes, and it can increase blood pressure uh, because of that. The, the heart's having to pump harder. Um, oh. You know, you have blood going to the heart, supplying the heart muscle with blood. Mm-hmm. so they can function. And then the heart, being a pump, pumps that blood around the body. Mm-hmm. And so when you constrict or, or slow down the blood flow around the heart, it decreases the functionability of the heart itself. So now it's not pumping the blood correctly. It's having to work harder to get it. So even though you're getting um, increased flow to the arms and the legs, it the heart now has to pump harder to get it out there. So you're stressing the heart more. Um, and chronic stressing of the heart over time is really not good. Uh, you know, there's been stories in the news um, a few years back about some kids who drank like half a dozen uh, 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 caffeine drinks, drinks and, um, and died. They and it just was too much for their system. It, it's That's crazy. Caffeine acts on the nervous system. And specifically, it's working on the adenosine receptors. Um, And what those receptors do, I think it's phosphoesterase, yeah. Uh, What happens, one of the reasons that you feel good when you're taking, it's it's actually a mood raiser when you drink, 
when you put caffeine in your body, it tends to give you a little lift in your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons it does that is because if it's affecting the receptors that actually calm you down and and help you uh, relax. So it calms and, you down? No, it has the opposite effect. Oh. It, but it, what it's doing is it's inhibiting the receptor, the, the, the enzyme receptors and the neurotransmitters are, are now f- not functioning like they should. So what would normally relax you, the caffeine affects that, um, that receptor. So now um, you're not getting that relaxed state. Uh, funny funny sideline, um, some of the drugs that are created uh, for erectile dysfunction uh, work on those same receptors. Um, so it, but it's working specifically in certain areas so that the blood's oh. increased to those certain parts of the body that uh, are related to those activities. Um, okay, my, my <laughs> makes meaning. sense. <laughs> yep. they, uh, so, <clears throat> so it does lift your mood, but it's a temporary thing and it's, it's a, uh, but it is considered a benefit. It also makes people think that they work faster. But the reality of it is you really don't work much faster. You just think you're working much faster. Um, it can give people the jitters. You know, people, a lot of people who take caffeine, they'll kind of get the shakes from it. And that's, again, mm-hmm. it's an overabundance of, of the substance in their body. And, their, and, and so neurologically, it's, it's causing causing the shakes, the caffeine shakes. I've heard people talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but it's not, I, I do not recommend people take caffeine before working out, even though the majority of people out there are doing it, mainly because it can cause damage to the heart. It can also inhibit brain function. You know, people think they're smarter on caffeine. Yeah. Actually, studies show that you're dumber on caffeine because you've decreased the blood flow to the brain. Huh. Um, however, having said that, if you study on caffeine, you should test on caffeine um, because your brain needs that. In fact, if you're if you're a chronic caffeine user, you drink coffee every day, um, or power drinks, or whatever, or the energy drinks, um, your body accommodates to that. It it craves it, it uses it, but it gives you a chronic um, dysfunction of of uh, often people who drink a lot of caffeine have a hard time going to sleep at night. And that's one of the reasons because the neurotransmitters and the chemicals that work inside your body to slow your systems down are being inhibited by the caffeine or not only inhibited, but maybe you're, you're not, you know, you've come off the caffeine, but there's still dysfunction to those, those parts of your body because, uh, you know, that chemical process is still being inhibited, even though the caffeine may have left your system because it's become chronically inhibited. Um, getting off the caffeine, you know, people... T- you know, anybody who's tried to, who uses a lot of caffeine and then tries to go off it will will deal with uh, headaches, and that's usually uh, headaches and, and, and other symptoms, anxiety. Well, chronic use of caffeine, if, if you've got anxiety or depression problems, it could be linked back to the coffee or the, or, or the caffeine use. Um, so if you're somebody prone to anxiety and depression, get off the coffee. Uh, it only can aggravate that, that whole that whole emotional side of things. Um, any questions, Nikki? Okay, so it sounds like we shouldn't be doing exercise and caffeine together, but a lot of the supplements that people take have it in there. So why are they doing that? Because people think they need it, um, it, it and it's addictive. It get, if, that's why, you know, Coca-Cola originally, uh, from what I understand, had had cocaine in their, in, oh. in their drink <laughs> um, because... People like what it did for you. It didn't didn't just 
you know, tastes good. It, uh, it made it, you feel good, it, huh? It made you feel real good. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. so after it was outlawed, obviously uh, they needed a substitute. And so uh -huh. caffeine actually was a better substitute because it was legal. It, cocaine, <laughs> cocaine in and of itself, and it's in its in its base form, the powder is not addictive. Um, oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I don't know that. Uh, but they make they alter it in many ways, and then that be, you know add things to it, and that becomes addictive. But does cocaine come from a plant? Cocaine comes from the um, plant. Um, so I spent some time in South America, and. Uh, uh, you know, comes from plants, cocoa plant in South America. Cocoa plant. Cocaine comes from the coca leaf, and it's grown widely throughout uh, the northern parts of South America and southern parts of Central America, where the weather's just right in the tropics there. Mm. Um, and, uh, in fact, was <laughs> it was even approached by some, you know, at the time, this was back in the early 80s, and a lot of indigenous people still living in the mountains, and, and they would chew on these leaves um, to come down out of the mountains, and so uh, they, I was offered that one time. <laughs> really? And, yeah. Didn't, Interesting. Didn't take any, but no? they, 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 would, they would sell it, so they'd get a little money and walk back up in the mountains. Wow. They, uh, it, and they could walk for miles on the stuff. Uh, gave them energy. Anyway, the caffeine took the place of, the, of uh, cocaine and uh, has just become, you know, it, it's in everything because it's addictive and people want it and and it, it it's a it's a bit of a mood booster mm -hmm. and uh, um, it makes people feel like they're more energetic. They do get up and do do more um, because they feel a, yeah. in a better mood. Yeah. Um, so it has that effect. The problem is long term use of it can damage your health. Um, and there's many health, you know. It's funny in our society how money always takes precedence. Um, just follow the money with any kind of thing going on in our, whether it's political or 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 what. It it's all always about the money, and caffeine's about the money. Um, they're not telling people that caffeine's bad for you because people, you know, they're making billions of dollars off caffeine, uh, billions of dollars a year. It's a huge industry. So to tell everybody they shouldn't be taking it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like cigarettes. Cigarettes were, you know, forever people were were smoking and promoting smoking and ignoring what it would do for you. Well, they're doing the same thing with caffeine. I really think the day will come where there'll be a, a real push to get, get caffeine out of out of, out of people. Um, you know, well, is it going to kill you? You know, my mother's 88 and she drank coffee all her life. Uh, she's not very healthy at 88 now. Got all kinds of health problems. Um, but. Uh, well, what about is a little bit okay? I mean, can you have balance like a little bit of caffeine, a little bit of chocolate? Um, Just saying. you know, I always say when, for when, a friend. when people go, <laughs> when people are in denial of of something, um, they always ask those kinds of questions. Uh, even though you don't drink, I know you don't drink coffee or, or take caffeine. But it's a good question because you're serving the audience out there, not just yourself as well, the host, right? Well, I eat right? chocolate. Well, you eat chocolate. Okay, small amount of caffeine small and chocolate. chocolate. One of the reasons coffee, one of the reasons that people always say, oh, coffee makes me feel better. Well, that's one of the reasons it makes me feel better because of the caffeine. They, uh, yeah. uh, it gives you a little mood boost. They, uh, and it is a much smaller amount than what's in coffee. Um, mm. You know, everybody's got to decide for themselves a, a little bit. 
<clears throat> now and then, I mean, are you going to become addicted to chocolate? That's one of the reasons you go back and keep eating chocolate. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's because of the caffeine in there. And, and it tastes good, of course. Yeah, uh, up to you. You want to have a little bit here and there. It, it's addictive. Usually, um, you know, I drank soda for years and... and uh, I, I would say I think I think they need to rehab for 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 people who have addictions to soda and and uh, all that stuff too because uh, it's not good for you you know the soda has other ill effects besides mm-hmm. the coffee you know coffee has many other ill effects besides the caffeine so does soda uh, really really hard on your uh, yeah hard on your uh, pancreas and and mm-hmm. uh, you know some people have ironclad a pancreas that that this bulletproof um, and can take just about anything till mm. something else wears out. But uh, a lot of people out there can't. Um, so, you know, it all comes that we're talking about health and wellness here. We throw out information and, and hope it benefits people and inspires them to change their lives and improve their lives. So when it comes to their health and wellness, because it also will improve their happiness if they're feeling good. Um, but you do with what people will do with it, whatever they will. Um, but, you know, there's, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet now, and uh, six billion uh, taking caffeine is pretty pretty tough to stop. Yeah, they're slow down. It's a huge industry. So, um, but if you're if you you know if you're dealing with things like anxiety, um, depression, um, or or feel like you got to have that coffee in the morning because you can't function without it, um, yeah, go into a week's worth of rehab. Even if it's just home isolation um, with a friend, uh, and uh, break the habit, get off it. You you can get off of caffeine fairly easy compared to many drugs. Even though it's addictive, you your withdrawals are mainly headaches and and you know people experience different things. That's probably the biggest one. Um, and after a few days, you're off of it, and you you, you go on. You know the. Well, I was supposed thinking, to ask a question. Well, I was thinking um, back to like when I was younger, and my grandparents would drink coffee all day long. Like I remember my grandpa being like, "Emma, get me a cup of coffee." <laughs> and she, we we made him say like, "Please and thank you." My sister and I we were like, "You at least have to say please and thank you, Grandpa. Come on." But anyway, they drink it all day long, and they were smokers too. So I don't know if like one went with the other back then, but I feel like. The younger generation is not so much coffee drinkers as like alternative things such as tea or I don't know what other yeah, things still, are out there. They're, that... they're still down in the caffeine. They're, they are doing it. It does seem like there's a move away from coffee. Still lots of young people drink it. But yeah, the all the all the um, energy drinks are extremely popular among youth and you know college kids people drink it a lot to study for tests because they can stay up later and keep cramming and and uh just don't forget not not that i'm encouraging the use of of that if you're if you're studying with it you should test with it um Mm. studies show that uh you know mainly because you don't want to be having a little caffeine withdrawal during the exam um or and, and that's really the the side effect you know it's not that caffeine made you smarter it's just that your body's functioning a certain way under the influence of the caffeine, and you want that. You, you, you when you've placed all that information into your memory um, while studying, it did it in the presence of caffeine. So you want to continue that, um, so you can recall the information you've learned um, in that way. Again, not encouraging it, just giving you uh, information that I'm aware of. Well, gosh, thank you so much for bringing that topic to heart. I mean, I didn't even think about what is caffeine? Where does it come from? I've never even thought about that, to be honest with you. And I didn't realize that it was so, um, that it can hurt the heart and 
affect people like and that. The brain. And the brain. Yeah, they, so, uh, it's good to know that information. So, so if you're down in lots of caffeine before exercise, uh, not a good thing. Stop. I would recommend not doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> your body will readjust. So what would you take as an alternative to caffeine? Well, um, for that boost. You yeah, know, people that, want the boost, the yeah. lift. They wake up they in the morning, the they caffeine. need their caffeine. They, uh, they need their coffee. Like, one of the reasons people wake up feeling so poorly is because they're addicted to caffeine. They're really not um, sleeping deeply at night. Oh. Uh, even even though the caffeine has left their system, the neurotransmitters, the, the way the nervous system works, it, it's now actually, once the caffeine's gone, the body starts saying, I need more caffeine. Even though it's very mild, it builds and builds and builds, and then, then you get uh, increased blood flow to the brain, which causes the headaches. And... Uh, um, so the, one of the reasons that they get the boost from it is because they're on a down. They, they, they just uh, uh, went down from not having it. Their system, their system's reacting, the body's reacting and craving more, and therefore they get more and they get that boost. Uh, now the circulation changes. Um, even though it decreases to the brain, it, it's a mood um, because of the, the way it affects the neurotransmitters of the brain. It makes you think you feel better, um, even though you're causing more damage to your body. So what are the alternatives? Quit using it. Stop using it within a few days. The, the uh, effects of it will, will fade uh, during that time if you go through the withdrawal process. Uh, drink lots of fluids, um, exercise, uh, and, and drinking lots of fluids helps work that out of your system faster. Sweat mm -hmm. it out, <clears throat> um, and so the effects will, will not be as long-lasting if you can do that. Um, as far as an alternative, if you really, any, anything you go and start putting in your body, for instance, ginkgo, um, is one where people feel that gives them a lift. Um, so, if, you know, that's something you can do. Uh, the, the real benefit, I mean, <laughs> to, to really find a balance and health and wellness here are, you know, from my perspective, is it's not to go find something that's going to give you a, a lift. It's to get into the habit of eating properly and eating nutritiously. Um, sleeping the proper amount of time at night. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I like the old adage of, you know, Benjamin Flank, Flank, Frank, Franklin. Franklin, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, was, uh, I think, is accredited with, with the idea of uh, early to bed, early arise, make a, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Oh, I, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you, you, you get rid of all the junk that's affecting your body in an effort to. <laughs> benefit it all the chemicals and stuff we put in our system messes up all the natural chemical processes that are taking place in our system you eat right unless you have a genetic defect of some kind um, your body's going to function with the right nutrients in it to its optimum levels and so you're going to feel better you're going to work better you're not going to wake up in the morning all all like dead to the world and got to have my cup of coffee just to get going. You're, you're going to wake up refreshed because you've had a good night's sleep. And you, then you're going to go either do some light exercise in the morning to get things pumping and get, get a little motivation to get the blood flowing. You can naturally get the blood flowing in your system by just doing some, you know, five minutes of a little exercise. Go have, go have a light breakfast. If you're going to go do a workout in the morning, um, I would say that light breakfast should consist of uh, uh, just... Um, Things like uh, smoothie or juice, uh, not not sugary juices, um, but more like vegetable juices um, before your workout uh, or, or just go work out and then afterwards have breakfast. 
Forget the caffeine. You don't need it. Eat right. Yeah. I know, like, I went to bed at, during the 11 o'clock hour a couple nights in a row this week, and I just woke up feeling, like, drained. But if I get to bed during the 10 o'clock hour, I wake up feeling refreshed. So even that little 30 to 45 minutes of extra sleep really makes a difference for me. I don't know if it does Well, for we're going to do a segment on sleep, Nikki. And sleep is an interesting thing and an interesting process and, and uh, all kinds of things involved with sleep. And, and, and so we'll bring that up in, in a future co- cod pond podcast. Wow. I'm t- <laughs> tongue-tied this morning. But yes, sleep's a big one, and, and I can go on for 10 minutes just about why you, you, um, your yeah. sleep... Uh, ratios are off and, and it has oftentimes more to do with the time you wake up because your brain goes in 90 minute cycles when you're sleeping hmm. than it does to do with with the necessarily amount of sleep you, you can have a really good night's sleep uh, and here's here's a little 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 blurb since you mentioned it if you're having if you're sleeping okay but you're waking up really tired try setting your alarm for 15 minutes earlier or 15 minutes later you'll likely notice a difference in how you feel when you wake up because because your mind or your brain is functioning, uh, your body's healing itself when you sleep, and it's functioning in a 90-minute cycle in your brain. And your brain goes from different wave, brain wave patterns, um, alpha to delta, and different levels levels of delta. And if you wake up in low delta, you're going to feel all groggy. If you wake up uh, in in uh, theta, um, which is usually where you want to be, th- uh, you'll actually feel pretty good or or delta one. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a whole lot there. All right. We could have probably more than one podcast on sleep. Yeah, hey. for sure. Well, thank you so much for discussing caffeine with us. And it sounds like we need to get more sleep and eat healthy and try to get off the caffeine as best we can. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, if you learned something or if you know somebody who's addicted to caffeine, like so many of us, maybe. Or maybe we need to start a support group, Nikki. Yeah, our let's own, do a support our, group. Our, our, our <laughs> AAA for uh, caffeine. caffeine. And on, what is it? CAA, huh? <laughs> I'm really on top of this one. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yes. you know, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes. You know, so, so we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to come up with caffeine coaches. Caffeine coaches. There you go. I love that. Yes. Let's all get a caffeine coach. So okay. if you need a caffeine coach and you know somebody that needs a caffeine coach, please share this podcast with them. a special location to go through your withdrawals. Yeah. They can help. We'll set up a Zoom call. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, you guys, for joining us today. We'll talk to you next week. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double-check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. 
Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of the Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kel Fullerton and Eric Hammond and host Nikki Sterling. Mm-hmm.